We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast the thursday edition of the show is here we are back our crew is back after a brief hiatus last week thanks for hanging in there with us i am half of your thursday crew jason perone you can find me on x slash twitter at jason perone and i'm also over at game on wisconsin where i do the quick slants podcast if and when there is something noteworthy to talk about during the offseason with me as always a packer report fresh off of the cruise and the boat mark eckle mark how was your trip everybody wants to know it was nice. We had fun. I think I'd said this. To, I don't know if I said it during on the podcast, but I said it to you. I had never been on a cruise. I travel. I've been all over the all over the you know the world, but I never did it on a cruise. And what I thought I was going to like, I really liked, and what I thought I wasn't going to like, I I kind of didn't like. But yeah. uh, but I got to say this, and I and I'll, I want to talk to you about this a little bit. Packer fans are everywhere. I mean, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. There was. I was. It was an eight day cruise, right? There was not, and my wife kept saying, "This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable." And as people that do listen know, know my wife is not before she met me, she, she didn't know what the G stood for in, in Green Bay. Now she's learned a lot and knows a lot more about football and, and Packer football than she ever thought she would. But right. but she doesn't. And I didn't. I was a little shocked, but she kept saying, "Like 
man, there are Packers fans are everywhere. And and they are. I mean, there wasn't one day, not one day of the eight where I didn't see another Packer fan. And, and not the same one, a different Packer fan on the on the ship. And either I was wearing like, uh, you know, a Packer T-shirt or my, or my Packer polo shirt or something, or they were wearing something. And of course, you know, if someone sees me, I, I get a, hey, go pack. And I get go pack. And then same thing if I see them and I'm not, you know. So, every, I mean, every single day, at least one, some days, two or three. So we another funny story. So we're in the piano bar one night, you know, where the guy plays piano and you give him a couple bucks and yeah. he plays a song that you want him to play, whatever. So and again, now we're all like it's nighttime. Nobody's wearing we're wearing like, you know, not dressed up, but more dressed. And I'm, I'm not wearing a Packer T-shirt or anything. Right. So he plays the Beatles song. All you need is love. And about four of us start singing and we're saying, all you need is Jordan love. And I sort of like, I'm like, the Packers fans took over that bar too. They took over. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, I think I've told the story about, and I, I mentioned that before we started recording, that yeah. there's a small island off of Puerto Rico, one of the spot stops that you were on there called Vieques, small, tiny little island, the airport, even smaller. I mean, you have to take a puddle jumper just to land in there because it's so tiny. And, I, and as a matter of fact, I don't even think the runway is I think it was uh, it's not even paved, <laughs> but there was at this little airport, there was this tiny little like bar stand thing and it had a Packers banner outside of it. So if I mean, anywhere you tell me that there are Packers fans or there's some sort of a like a, a fan group or a bar or anything like that in the world, it won't surprise me because no, not, and you no. you opined and had a great, great point, too, about the fan bases around the NFL. And there's a lot of teams that have big fan bases. I mean, if, if you think about it, like the you mentioned the Steelers, Cowboys and, and Raiders and stuff like that too, but the international piece for Green Bay and, and you saw it when they were in London a couple of seasons ago too. Huge. Well, you mentioned Puerto Rico. Well, one of my stops was San Juan and now we're off the ship. We're walking around. Look, we're in old San Juan. Look, it was nice. That was probably my favorite of the three places that, that we went and we're looking and lo and behold, there's a guy working in a little restaurant wearing a Charles Woodson jersey. Sure. And it wasn't, and it wasn't the Raiders. It wasn't his Raiders jersey. It was, yeah. it was green and gold. Yeah. I'm like, and, and my wife looks at me and says, like, another one. I'm like, they're everywhere. And you can't get away. He's like, I can't get away from this. I'm like, no, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, she hopefully is seasoned enough now. She's understanding. Well, everywhere you go. Now. At least she knows when she sees green and gold, she knows it's more or less it's going to be Packers. Anywhere you go, if you have, if you have Packer stuff on, anywhere in the world that you go, you're going to find somebody. And Go Pack is becoming like Roll Tide. Yes. You know? Yeah. Like, it really is. I say it. When I see other Packers fans, I'll say, I'll give them a quick, I'll give them a quick Go Pack and a wave. And then if they want to stop and engage more, then we'll talk more. Right. And exactly. I, well, yeah, I, I bet. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I was say I ran into a guy last year. I was at, at just at a local restaurant. We got to talking, and then when I, I told him about Pack a Day, and he said he was going to start listening, he didn't even know about the, the show. So, yeah, I, I think we I think I picked up some. Well, we'll see. I've told everyone I met that you know that I write for Packer Re- Report, and then and we do Pack a Day, and that you know ours it's every day, obviously Pack a Day, but that ours is Thursday. So we'll see if you're listening. And it's funny, like. The one, the one time we're, we're sitting there doing something, I don't even know what we're doing, and, but, I, but I have a Packer shirt on, and a woman comes up to me and says, oh, are you from Wisconsin? And I said, no, no, I'm not. I'm just a Packer fan. I've been a Packer fan forever, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I said, are, are you? And I, he had an accent, you know, and I said, are, are, are you from Wisconsin? She says, no, I'm not a Packer fan, but my husband is. I'm from Minnesota. I'm a Vikings fan. 
And I said, oh, that's too bad. Mm. <laughs> and she said, yeah, I know. He, you guys beat us all the time. I am, you know, my husband lets me know it. Yeah. And then he came and then he came over. And she says, look at this guy wearing, oh, and then me, he and I start talking a little bit. And I said to him, I said, yeah, you know, I said, your, your wife seems nice, but you, you can't convert her? And he said, I've tried, you know, <laughs> but she's born and raised in Minneapolis, so. Right. Um, yeah, and then I met another woman, Lynn, I think her name, I, I didn't get everybody's name, but she was, she was a dot, she was from, she's still, I think she said she grew up born and raised, like, within, not far at all from, from, from Lambeau. Not, now, that's what I'm saying, like, wow, people from Wisconsin are, because, the the ship left out of Charleston, South Carolina. Um, that's a long way to come, you know. But a lot of them had, you know, they grew up in Wisconsin, but they moved, you know, they retired and moved to somewhere warmer. Yeah, so they lived. I think they, I think they said they lived in Hilton Head, maybe or somewhere somewhere in South Carolina now. Or North okay. Carolina. So yeah, that most that's another thing too. I would say of the, if I met twenty Packer fans on this on this eight day excursion, I would say two were younger. Two were probably. In their thirties, I would say. The rest, I think, were all older than me, or at least as old as me. Wow! So it wasn't. Yeah, it's, it's, it was an old. It was older Packer fans. It wasn't. They, they weren't kids. Okay. Women. Okay. Yeah, Which, that's again no surprise. I mean, you're now, in, the, in the, now the kid in San Juan. No, he the, the, the guy in San Juan wearing the Woodson jersey. He I don't think he wasn't more than twenty something. Okay. Yeah, I always appreciate when when you see like younger fans and they're wearing the throwback jerseys or they know their history. Like they know yeah. about the Lombardi years and they, they have an appreciation for football and how it's evolved over the years and all that kind of stuff too. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's again no surprise anywhere you go. There's there's just no surprise that there's uh, well, it, that there's Packers fans. I'm learning it more and more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's. Uh, now you see it out there in Arizona, right? A lot of melting pot, a lot of yeah, and that's why it's easier to to be out here and not be a Cardinals fan because there's so many fans of other teams. Yep. And I have my own reasons for not liking the Cardinals much, but there's plenty of Packers fans out here. And Same way uh, here because gotta, yeah, the Panthers, the Panthers don't have a big because they're too new. The Panthers are too new to have a lot of. Well, you know what's interesting is they're almost. Uh, I mean, I know they are in in relative terms because the league has been around for a long time, but they're almost thirty years old. Yeah, that's true. Ninety, they come in ninety five. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. But again, so they're thirty years though. But if you're if you're forty, that means you know growing up. You were only, you know, you you probably already had a favorite team be, before they they came in, so. right? Like, I, yeah, the Panther fans that I know here are young. They're like my friends' kids, and my son likes the Panthers because, yeah, okay, why not? They're here, you know. But but the father's not a Panther fan. He's a Giants fan or a Steelers fan, oh or yeah, Brooklyn fan or whatever fan. Sure, um, but no, but you know, but from what I gather here, like nobody nobody hates the Panthers. They're always they're like everybody's second or third favorite team. Like like they everybody wants to see them do well unless they're playing your team. Like everybody wants them to win the South because don't, there, there, aren't, there aren't many Falcons or Bucks or uh, Saints fans here. Mm-hmm. So everybody wants them to win the South, but but you don't care if they lose. Like if they eh, okay, you know, like last year was you know they were the worst team in football, and nobody was that up. Nobody I knew was that upset about it. Okay, where yeah. Green Bay was that bad, there'd be there'd be people wanting you know they'd be you know there'd be really bad things happening <laughs> or god forbid the eagles were that bad there'd be the walt whitman bridge would be lined up you know there'd be people <laughs> there'd be issues yeah yeah and you got in your in your area there too you've got a bunch of different options i mean from a geographic standpoint i don't know how much it translates to the actual local area but you've got the falcons you have the florida teams there and then if right. you go a little bit north uh further north you've got the you know the dc i've got washington ravens like that's probably a little far but yeah 
I mean, it, out here, anything goes because there are so many people in Arizona that only live here part of the year and they, they are all from colder weather destinations. They got tired of snow and they just came out here and made, made Arizona their home or they spend their winters out here at least. So usually during football season is when they're here and sports bars. I mean, there, there are a lot of spots around town that are specific to a team. So that's kind of fun too. So if you're looking for like a bar for your team, there's probably one in Phoenix for every team. Really? So, which is, yeah, which is nice. And it, it just makes the game day experience a lot of fun too. Sure. And, and if you're in, and you get to watch it at ten o'clock in the morning sometimes. Ten a.m. That's right. Yes. You know, do you get your you get your whole afternoon if you get a lot of early games? Well, the Packers are going to probably move start to migrate back to the similar schedule we had when Rodgers was the quarterback, where they're going to get more late afternoon games and, and more primetime games uh, coming up this next season. So, you would, yeah. which is but they had them last year, believe it or not. I mean, even yeah, though yeah. first pick, they, they wanted to see what Jordan Love could do, and yeah, there was there was a fair number of them there too. And yeah, I'll tell you, I mean, the, the running joke, Mark, and we've heard it before, is is wow that that eight week stretch at the beginning of the season where we didn't know if we had a quarterback of the future was was really rough for the Packers fans who have had one for the past thirty years. So it seems like they're in pretty good shape, and it, and actually that's a good transition over to the, to the topic we wanted talk about today is is uh, potential additions in free agency and one in particular that might potentially benefit a Jordan Love. There's been some buzz and some talk a little bit about possible trade targets for the Packers, one of which is receiver T. Higgins. Now, if I remember correctly, and you you probably would know better than I would, I think Higgins was not heavily, but I think he was mentioned more than more than a few times during the year he was drafted and his, and the Packers, because, of course, every year they, they were always talking about Green Bay needing a receiver. So I think there were some ties there already. Well, yeah, so I don't see that. <laughs> yeah, fans wanted him. He wasn't – he was – that was a good receiver draft, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Wasn't that C.D. Lamb and Justin Jefferson? Yes, and that's why, he, that's why he's almost kind of like one of the forgotten. Right. There was another one, too, I'm forgetting. C.D. Lamb, Jefferson. Ayuk. Ayuk. No, but one that went higher too, though wasn't there? Who didn't turn? The guy that went to jail with the Ruggs, Ravens. Henry Ruggs, Henry Ruggs, yeah. right? He was the first one taken, I believe. And I think Jerry right. Judy was part of that draft too, right? Oh, you're right. That yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a very, very deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Rager, who the Eagles took, who turned out to be a bust Oof. as well, but yeah, but there that was a deep, and so and everyone thought the Packers were going to get one of them, and the ones they liked obviously were gone, you know. Lamb and, and, and Jefferson, Ayuk, they all went. So the Packers, eh, they took Jordan Love instead. But Higgins was available because I believe Higgins was like the first pick of the second round by the Bengals, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's he, and, you know, and he's played well. He, you know, if you rank those receivers in that class, you know, Lamb's number one or Jefferson. No, Jefferson, yeah, Jefferson's one, Lamb's two. Then you got Ayuk and, and, and Higgins. You know, Ruggs, obviously, and Rager were, were the bus, But, um I mean, Higgins has had a good four years with the with the Bengals. Uh, now he's had Jamar Chase for a few of those years, which make which makes his life a little easier. But yeah, there's if you go online these days, if you go on social media, you'll see some Packer people, you know, saying we, you know, they need to go get Higgins. Offer the Bengals this, offer the Bengals that, mm-hmm. try to get them. Yep. And then you have other people saying. What do you know? We don't need we don't need T. Higgins. We don't. What, Robert, the receiver room's fine as it is. So, what's your take? Would, would you want him, and at what cost? I guess. Well, of course, you never don't want a, a really good talent in any position. But if the Packers' receiver situation is unique now because they've added so much to it in, in terms of young guys, and like I said before, we started recording. 
they have the Packers right now have incredible cost control on receivers, which is a position group that can get a little bit expensive if you start getting guys that you want to keep or or sign. So there's the money aspect of it, too. And then as far as the compensation, based on what he's done, you have to assume that the Bengals are going to want at least a second rounder. And so then the question becomes, do the Packers need so badly to add his talent? Now, again, he would elevate the receiver room. Yes, because at the bottom of the receiver depth chart, as much as I know, Packers fans fall in love with these players and and they they love these players. Malik Heath, Samari Toure, you can upgrade from those guys there. And and even if I mean, Bo Melton came on big time at the end of last season. But we're talking about T Higgins here. So if it's. If it's not a second rounder, like a third rounder might still be a little bit too rich, just given the fact that they have receivers that are, the, the you know, the arrow is pointing upwards. And we hope that Christian Watson is going to figure out these hamstring issues, get that stuff oh. under control and become available. And I know that you have your own thought on it, too, which I'll, I'll let you share afterwards as well. So the answer is yes. But at what price? I just think, like we said before well, we started here is I, I don't. I don't think that the Packers are always looking for value. They're always looking for, I don't want to say bargains because there is, there are always bargains in, in trades, but I just don't think it's going to work out as far as the compensation goes. And they have, uh, you know, I, I, I also have to think with a new defensive coordinator that some of the premium picks, which would be, would, which would be needed to get a player like Higgins are, are potentially going to be used on the defensive side of the ball as they try to find players that, can do more of the things that the defense is going to ask them to do. What's your take? I agree hundred with everything that you said. Plus I'll add that I don't want to pay him. I mean, even mm-hmm. if, if I could get him for next enough, I don't know, whatever the Bengals, if, if the Bengals loved Royce Newman and said, Hey, just give us Royce Newman. I mean, that'd be, that'd be a great trade, right? You know, you can get a backup guard for T Higgins, but then you got to pay him. He's not coming to you for what, what Romeo Dobbs is. He's coming to you. He's going to, I mean, his franchise tag is worth 21 million. So he's going to want in that neighborhood, right? I mean, yeah, probably. Um, and he's, but but he's not going to want a one year. He's going to want a five year deal for a hundred and something million. Yep. I, I don't want to. I don't want to spend that much money on on T Higgins. That's a lot. Not, and I like him. I like T Higgins a lot. I just don't want to spend. I think, like you said, the Packers. The Packers have other needs. They don't have a lot, but they have other needs. And if they're going to spend that kind of money, I'd rather it be on a on a corner or a pass rusher. Or or two safeties. Yeah, the Packers get a bunch of. They only have one safety right now. Anthony Johnson Jr., who was a seventh round rookie last year, that played sparingly. So right now they have no. There's no other safety on the roster. So they might have to sign two safeties and draft one. You know. So I'd rather use the money that that would, that it would cost to get T. Higgins to you know on other areas. Now now again, if if, if the Bengals want David back the Ari for him, I might think about that. Yeah, that, I, I, I'll be real. Getting rid of money for money. You know, you know I, on that note, let's just I'll ask you this question. I know, already know the answer because we talked about it a little bit before. But the Wednesday show obviously talked about Brian Gutekunst's comments at the Combine and great breakdown, a good good recap there. But Bakhtiari, your take on him and what's realistic for him in Green Bay? Because I'd have to imagine that I, I don't know that you're going to get a team based on what we know right now, that's that's even remotely willing to trade for him. I mean, there would the, the amount of assurances that they would need to have about his health. And honestly, if a team has enough of an assurance that David Bakhtiari is worth acquiring in a trade, isn't there a pretty good chance that the Packers consider just keeping him and, and playing him at left tackle? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, right. I, I, listen, David Bakhtiari is one of the all-time Packers. You know, and there's no doubt about it. And and it's a shame he he may have been a hall. Of, he's a Packer Hall of Famer now. You know, if 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 he's played his last game and as a Packer or played his last game, period, he he will be in the Packer Hall of Fame someday. Oh, no doubt, <laughs> without a doubt, right? If he hadn't had that stupid freak injury oh, no. on on New Year's Eve. I think he had a, there was a there was a chance. Now a lot has to happen, but there there was a chance he could be he could have been headed to Canton one day. Yeah, he was that good, mm-hmm. and probably and he wasn't old. I mean, he you know it wasn't like he was at the end. He he was coming into his own. I mean, he was really getting better and better. But the last what three years now have been disasters. Yes. So if I'm if you know and again, so I can't say enough good things about it, and I'm and I hate the people that say. You know, oh, you know, he, he, you know, listen, nobody, if you know anything about the guy at all, he wants to play. It's killing him more than it's, yeah, you're, us as fans are upset that he hasn't been able to play. You don't think he's upset that he hasn't been able to play? Right. You don't think he wants to be out there against Tampa in the playoff game mm-hmm. with a chance to go to the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. You don't think he wants a Super Bowl ring? You don't think he wants all that goes along with being on a championship team? Of course he does. I mean, right. that's just silly to people that rip him. And I, if you want to rip anybody, Ripped the doctors that that screwed up his knee the first time they operated. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, with all that said, I don't think I, if I'm in charge, if if I'm I don't Goody or if I'm Russ Ball or whoever is making these these decisions when it comes to the money, I don't think I can afford not at twenty whatever many million. I don't think I can afford to bring him back again and have him play two games or something again. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, you just can't have that. You can't have that that cost on your books 
if he's not going to if he's not going to be able to do it. Like that. Let's be honest. That kind of hurt the Packers last year. Him, yeah. you know. Yeah. And again, he started the season opening day. He's out there played against played pretty well against the Bears. I thought. You know, didn't I didn't see nobody beating him for his, for for a sack or anything? You know, I mean, seemed like the Packers offense played well, played pretty well that day. Scored thirty points. He was fine. And then we find out. He's done. He didn't play another game. So I mean, just from a, if there was no salary cap in the NFL, if this was uh, Major League Baseball, I'd say yeah, bring him. Don't yeah, why not bring him back? Who cares? If he if he if he can play, it's a bonus. If he's not, all right, no big deal. But in a salary cap world, and where he's eating up that much of your cap, I don't know if you can afford to do that. And you did find out that Rashid Walker's now he's not David Bakhtiari, but he's not. Give me a bad tackle. I don't know. He's not bad. Let's just say that. I, don't, I, don't, I won't use another name. He's just he's fine, and he got better mm-hmm. as the year year went on. And he's young, and he's certainly very affordable as a seventh round pick. So it's not like the cupboard's bare there, right? No, and and it saves a, a good chunk of change too if the Packers move on. And if, saying, if the Bengals want him for T. Higgins, I might now you might have me interested. Well, the other, yeah, and the well, the other idea that you had, I don't know if you you wanted to share it on the show as far as a, a player for player trade. Well, no, I just said I would. I'm not giving up a second round pick for for. I'm not. I'm not giving a second round pick for. I don't know hardly anybody, right? I mean, unless it's somebody that fills a a, a real good player at a at a at a high need. But I just wondered, and this, this was just thinking off the top of my head. And I know it's going to get some people worked up, but would the would the Bengals entertain taking one of the Packers' because rec- listen, to be honest too, the Packers' receiver room, like like you said, Heath and and Toure are near the bottom, and they one of them's probably not going to make the team. Right? Maybe both of them might not. Because mm-hmm. if you look at it from a depth chart standpoint, you got Dobbs, Reed, Wicks, Watson, or one, two, three, four, and Melton's probably Melton after the way he played at the end is is probably five. Yes. That's and that's five pretty good young young receivers. Now you, and and then you have Heath and Torre and then Dubose who was on the practice squad last year. If they keep six or or more, then we'll, we'll, you know those three are, are in the mix. So if you bring in Higgins, now you're probably cutting all three of those other. You're, you're, all three of those guys really don't don't have a chance. And you're moving guys down the pecking order as well. So I was thinking, all right, now if the Bengals are losing Higgins, they're going to need a wide receiver to take his place. Mm-hmm. Yep. Would you would they entertain? Say a Christian Watson for T. Higgins, straight up. Yeah, well, I don't know. The interesting, well, again, it goes back to the money. Watson makes next to nothing still. Higgins, you're you're going to have have to pay twenty million. So from that standpoint, I don't think I would do it. No, and if the Bengals, again, same thing. If the Bengals are willing to take, if they were willing to do that trade or take that player, you have to assume that they feel pretty good that these hamstring issues aren't going to continue on into the rest of uh, Watson's career because he's been talking about how he's really trying and focusing on trying to figure out where that's coming from and how to cut down on those during this off season. It's if, if he's healthy, like at one point this season, I think you and I both were just, you know, thank God we covered the defense, right? Because otherwise we would have spent a bunch of time banging our heads against the wall because Christian Watson wasn't available. But if I told you, and maybe you'll surprise me with your answer, I don't know, but if I told you, that in 2024 that he will be available to play and he'll play in all 17 games. Are you are you already optimistic because you're like okay it was the health was the issue or are you still even knowing he's playing in every every game are you still more leery? No, I mean I 
listen, I, I, people know I was not, I didn't like the pick when they made it. He's done some good things, but the health thing is a problem. And, and I, I know he's, and I, listen, the kid seems like a great kid. So that, and that's in his favor. And he is trying to get, he is doing whatever he's doing to try to find out why this keeps happening. But and I'm not a doctor by any means, but I just think someone his size and his build with his speed is always going to have hamstring problems. I just think guys built like him shouldn't be able to run that fast. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It sounds weird saying that, but there aren't many people like that. You know what I'm saying? There aren't many people built. Usually guys, his, him and Bo Melton are, are very similar speed-wise. But he's way bigger than, 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 than Bo Melton. Most guys that fast are, aren't that big. Mm-hmm. So I don't, and again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a hamstring expert. But as a football fan and a football writer for a long time, I've never seen someone like you know, I I think that could be the problem that he's just he's too big and too fast and it and it causes you know, listen football in itself football players do things during the course of a game or even practice with their bodies that aren't meant to be done right <laughs> you know what I'm saying that's some of the hits some of the things they they're just the body wasn't built to be able to do those kind of things and these guys do it that's why I'm so you know like. I give them so much credit, football players and, and other other athletes as well, but especially football, that they that they do these things and they put their bodies through such you know unnatural happenstances that 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 they, they really I'm you know I'm surprised there aren't more injuries and worse injuries. Oh sure, and if you look at across sports too, what's interesting to me is that some athletes who don't have a lot of injury issues, it's really impressive. Like Julius Peppers, yeah. I mean, holy cow. The the incredible just availability that he had for as big and athletic as he was all those years, you see it in in some basketball players like LeBron, for example. Like the, you know, he's he's well, I, load management in the NBA. I'm probably getting into a, a slippery slope. I don't want to I don't want to step yeah. into. But just you look at the physique of some of these guys. To your point, and yeah. yes, it's it's incredible that they do with them. Defensive linemen right now that are coming out of college, like. They are running just as fast as like your your top high school running backs. I mean, it's just it's it's incredible like what what they're the they're able to do agility wise, jumping, running, speed, all that other kind of stuff too. It's just you know it's 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 almost like they were created in a lab. But yeah, Chris, and that's that's one of the reasons why I think the Packers use such a high pick on Watson is because he's an anomaly that way, and he's something that defense is just you can't solve all of it. If he's healthy and he can do everything that he does really well. Defenses are not going to be able to bottle something like that up for four quarters. And so he's right. eventually going to, even if he only catches like two or three balls a game, it could very easily be two or three catches for over 100 yards because they're 50 plus. And so that's one of the benefits of having him on that receiving core and having him on offense. So again, you're back to your original question about Higgins. If you can find a role for him and you're upgrading that room and then you don't have to rely on guys like Teray, I think Samar Teray is probably not going to be on the Packers moving forward. Malik Heath, great, but he's. I think he's better off on the practice squad. And, and Grant DeBose, I don't know how he's going to elevate himself up. He couldn't get off the practice squad. So yeah, then you you look at doing it because you don't want to, and I, I'm not trying to talk about windows again here, but after two Hall of Fame quarterbacks back-to-back, that only appeared in three Super Bowl games, and I know that it wasn't all because of the offense. You can't ever stop trying to max out now. If you know that you have the quarterback that can win a game or that can or that can win a championship, 
then you've got to try to max for that season. You've got to try to max out. I'm not saying go all in like they did with with all these void years and all this other contracts and stuff like that too, but you have to try to maximize. And so if that's the answer, I trust the personnel guys more than anybody else. If if that's what they think is, is going to be the key to getting them over the hump, then go make that move. And I think there's others, other avenues and other, other areas where the Packers might get busy. I mean, there's going to be some guys that'll probably get let go. I would imagine you you want a veteran safety to mix in with whoever you're going to draft. I, I could see safety being this year's sign a guy and draft two. Yep. And which wouldn't surprise anybody now that we know what the... And, and corners as well, too, because the Packers know more about what they're going to expect from Eric Stokes this next season than we do. I think we all hope that he's going to come back healthy, but the Packers might already know, hey, he's, you know, th- this is where he tops out. And is he going to give them what he gave them in that first year? He was with them the rookie season where he played pretty well. You know, he was he, he played pretty decent and then lost the last two seasons because of injury. So that there's there's going to be more to be had there. But this this is kind of a an interesting discussion because it would break the mold a bit. I mean, a veteran receiver coming in is not something that we've seen the Packers do in a very, very long time. God, I can't think of the list. But getting back to one other thing about Watson, what you said about, you know, he might if he catches two balls for your three, you know, three catches for 80 some 90 yards that, you know, but what else he does is he might not catch the ball. Mm-hmm. He might not get, he might not get targeted, but when he runs or when he runs his route, he runs a go route. The safety has to be with uh, there. There there are very few corners that, that, it, that the opposing defense will leave one-on-one with. Mm-hmm. There's probably a couple. I'm not, I don't, off the top of my head, I don't even know who, but there might be a couple in, of, of the 64 starting corners in the league. There may be one or two, but most are going to need safety help because of his size and speed. So right there, you're taking a safety out of the picture. So that's going to open, that's going to leave Dobbs with one-on-one cover. That's going to leave uh, Reed in the slot, you know, maybe against a, a linebacker sometimes. And who knows? I mean, you're going to get other good mismatches for your other receivers when Watson's out there. It's just mm-hmm. because of his, you know, physical abilities. Right. So, yeah, him being, him being health makes this makes the Packer offense, you know, much more dangerous. But he's got to be healthy. And, and I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I'm not a doctor. I hope he does find whatever solution there is to his problems. But I'm not willing to – I wouldn't bet on it. No. You told me – you you said to me, what would I say if you played seventeen games next? I what I wanted to say to you is how much money you want to put on that. <laughs> <laughs> Not much. I don't think he's going to play. Not much. I mean, <laughs> e- even if even if he solves the hamstring issues, there's a chance he's They're probably going to miss a game. I mean, like you said, it's it's a full. You know, everyone gets hurt, so he, it could be it could easily be something else too. I mean, he could you know have a freak injury or or he's had unfortunately he's had some head injuries before, and those are un- unpredictable, right. and you can't prevent all of those. So some of that stuff is just it makes it impossible to bet on. But from a from a hamstring, I guess I should have said like if I could assure you that his hamstring won't keep him out of any of the 17 games, then, then even that I might want to put a couple dollars. On. Then how would you? Yeah. I, yeah. Still, because it's the, because it's the NFL and it's just, you know, guys get hurt all the time, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting place to start. And, and we'll, it, we're only a couple weeks away from the turn of the new league year. And with the salary cap that came out, the Packers are going to have some money to spend. They could make some other cap clearing. They made one move. They could, with Gary. Yep, they made Gary. Yep, so they they created a little bit of cap space there. Now they stand to gain a little over twenty if if they move on from David Bakhtiari. But right. it sounded like there there were some opinions out there that said, hey, based on what Goody said, I don't know if he's made his decision on Bakhtiari. It's possible he may not, may not know yet. He may still be trying to figure out what's going on there and yeah Rashid Walker is great but if you could if you can have David Bakhtiari back then I think you want him back especially now when you have a chance to 
throw a Pro Bowl left tackle out there if he's healthy and can play at a time when the offense needs really good players up there and can can do good things and they they're actually going to compete for the division, a playoff spot, a championship, all that other all that other good stuff too. So I guess we'll see. I mean, I don't I don't know if we'll get any more more uh smoke to it. It's gonna be a couple of weeks before any of this stuff can happen anyway. But it's just, you know, it's that time of year and I think it's fun to talk through some of these scenarios and it's a it's a time of change in Green Bay too. We have to be mindful of the fact that the defense probably is going to have a little bit more needs, not from a uh, player or talent standpoint. They have plenty of good players on defense, but with a new defensive coordinator, the, the guys that are here right now might play well. They might be good football players, but they might not be good Packers because of what they might now be being asked to do. So I, I guess that, that brings me around to now you were on the boat last week. So did you also, did you pre-write at Packer Report? What's what what was yes. up? What was up the last couple of weeks and what's coming up? Well, I, I, that series that I've been doing, where yeah. I, where I, um, an NFL scout broke the Packers down position by position for me. That's ending this week. Up now is the oh, uh, the linebackers, I believe, is up right now. Yes, uh, and, and basically it's about Quay Walker and how how he would look different in a four three than he did in a three four, and how how it would benefit him and the Packers for him to be a weak side linebacker in a in a four three defense. Yeah, and then coming coming soon, depending, it might be up. By the time depends what time you're you're listening to us is a look at the same scout looking at the Packers secondary and his thoughts on Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, like who you had just mentioned. Uh, the thing about Stokes is, you know, the injuries. Have, it's a shame, you know. That's a shame. I mean, we're talking half our show was talking today about in, you know Bakhtiari with the knee, Watson with the hamstrings, and Stokes with with his whole leg, foot, ankle, whatever it's been. I mean, Stokes's game is speed. I mean, they didn't, the Packers drafted him because of the way he ran and figured he, you know, he's a guy that can run with a Christian Watson type wide receiver. You know, you don't have to, he can, he had that, he had that, that elite speed. Well, if these injuries have taken that speed away from him, is he, is he the guy that you, that you drafted anymore? You know, he, he's not a big physical type corner that beats you up. He's a guy that runs with, that runs with you and, and makes plays. So. Hopefully these injuries are, are behind him and he and he can be that that guy again. So yes, yeah, so the coming is the a look at the secondary end as we talked about the fact that they don't have any safeties right now. Right. Yeah. There's there's a lot lot to be decided and figured out over the next few months and obviously a free agency in the draft and there's there's more coming. If there's any anything newsworthy, I'll put up a slant over at Game on Wisconsin. Or if anybody has any topics or anything that they want to discuss, hit me up on Twitter and let me know and I could put a quick quick show together i just i tend to take a little bit more time off over there because i don't get in as much draft stuff and we'll just start doing some of that coverage soon here at pack a day and i'm looking forward to doing another uh season with you mark i'm not sure which position groups we'll get but hopefully it should be some fun conversations and we'll we'll have some fun guests as well that'll come on with us and we'll have some good conversations but in the meantime hope everybody is is doing well as we wind down a leap year february hope everybody's doing well with all the crazy weather that's been going on hot cold hot cold everywhere i know it's nice where you you and I are, so we'll cross our fingers and be thankful for that. Everybody have a good rest of your week. Take care of yourself and each other. And as always, go Pack Go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.